from St. Paul's official epistle to the Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Brethren, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, lowliness, meekness, and patience, forbearing one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, as you teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in the hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deeds, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. From the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 2, verses 42 through 52. And when he was twelve years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the company, they went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, seeking him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been looking for you anxiously. And he said to them, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying which he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family. The sanctuary lamp burns in loving memory of Donald Sashery. The Adoration Chapel lamp burns for the Shelburne family. The second collection today is for repairs and replacements on our facilities. The next pro-life mass will be Tuesday, January the 12th at 5.30 p.m. Please join us to pray for an end to abortion. Afterwards, the Culture of Life Committee will hold its monthly meeting in the cafeteria. All are invited to attend. The Altar Society is having its annual membership drive through February the 7th. The membership envelopes may be found in the blue baskets at all the entrances to the church. Additional details are in the bulletin. And importantly, the Novena to St. Agnes begins this Tuesday, January the 12th. Um, as you came in, you may have picked one up, or when you go out, you certainly would encourage you to pick one up, uh, this uh, simple piece of paper. It's got the Novena prayers on it, uh, so I would invite you to join with us in praying together as a, as a community, invoking St. Agnes' blessings upon us as a parish, as families, as individuals, and trusting ourselves to her and to her continued patronage. So we've got that, uh, that I would invite you to join with us in praying starting on Tuesday. And on the back of it, there's a prayer for our government. 
that's composed by Bishop John Carroll, the first bishop of the United States. Uh, and so certainly our government could use some, some divine aid, divine assistance, to put it nicely. Uh, and so I would encourage you to pick up those prayers. And if you don't already have a copy of those prayers, uh, to pick one up and to make use of them in the days ahead. This Holy Mass is being offered for Mrs. Edward Calvin and Christopher Calvin. In the life of the church, there's been much conversation about the faith. And there's been much conversation about how is it that, um, that so many Catholics out there uh, simply have not received and lived the faith. This is consequent, as we know from the studies that indicate the, the shockingly low percentage of Catholics who believe in the real presence, um, the equally shockingly low uh, percentage of participating Catholics who, uh, who value regular assistance at Holy Mass. And so one can look at these things, and, and the culture, the church, kind of looks and, and questions why. And one of the parts that often is offered is a, a, an understanding that many Catholics are sacramentalized, but they are not evangelized. We run them through the program, but they never actually encounter Jesus Christ. They never actually encounter the one true God. We can teach them the right things, but they don't know the person that it corresponds to. I was reflecting on that today in light of this Feast of the Holy Family, how there's a difference indeed between a house and a home. A house can simply be the structure itself, but it becomes a home when it comes alive. In so many ways, we can build the house of our faith by teaching the external actions of our faith. And indeed, we need these things. For there to be a home, there must first be a house, right? And so we start with the foundation of so many of our prayers. The necessity of our prayers cannot be understated, and especially that of parents passing them on to your children. To be able to offer various prayers at different times of the day and throughout the year is a great encouragement, is a great gift to them. Your children who are indeed are like sponges in so many ways, especially when they are very young, but still that have the obligation and the ability to soak these prayers in and to sink them in deeply to their hearts. They're powerful things. The family rosary is certainly one of the greatest of gifts that one can offer to their children. Prayer before meals, the normalcy of daily life, being immersed in prayer, morning offerings, evening examines, certainly a proper preparation for and reception of the sacraments, confession and the Holy Eucharist most especially. To be able to know that even the simple prayers, the angel of God prayer, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be, to know some of the lives of the saints, to know the lives of the saints of the scriptures. These are good and holy things that parents ought to have as a part of their daily regimen, a regular regimen of faith being passed on to their children. This provides a proper house. It provides a proper structure for the children to know indeed the words, to know the things that are said, and to have one's heart properly prepared is a great gift for all of us, indeed, to practice these things. I didn't really grow up practicing the Catholic faith. I grew up Methodist. I made my first communion, I think, when I was 12 years old. I came in a little different sidetrack than most people, I guess. Um, and I didn't learn many of the regular Catholic prayers 
And so to my shame, I never learned the angel of God prayer. And one day it was in preaching it in a homily on the feast of the guardian angels. And I mentioned, the, the, I mentioned the prayer and I started to say it and realized I didn't actually know it. Thankfully, the congregation finished it for me and I got humility points and they got grace. There's this reality that much to my shame, I hadn't even incorporated some of these things into my own life. But how important it is, even at the foundations, or if the foundations are already built, to start today, to build up the gift of the house. But then to bring it to life is what we find in the words of St. Paul today. St. Paul, speaking to the Colossians, he writes in about, about these, these, these necessary characteristics of Christian individuals, which really, looking at it today, is Christian families. Every one of us is part of a family in some way, most often our family at home, but even in thought that, our spiritual families, work families, as the case may be. And in these places, we can bring the gospel to life in a profound way that's not simply a, a memorization of things, but an actual living out of it. It's a place where indeed a, a sort of house can become a home, where simply knowing the things can become an experience of, of knowing the things, not just from the head, but from the heart. To have experienced God, because very often we experience God through others, especially when we are children. To be able to have in ourselves and in our families, first and foremost, compassion and kindness, lowliness, meekness, patience, forgiveness, love, thankfulness. These are necessary pieces to making a house into a home and allowing our faith not just to be something that is intellectualized so we can be properly sacramentalized, so we can know the right formulas and know the right prayers and do the right things according to the right prescripts of the law, but it's to know that there is something that corresponds to it, that the Christian faith is not about laws, it's about relationship, relationship with God. It's a fundamental disposition of our heart that we're called to experience transformation and renewal. If we lack in these things, we can give a, a witness to the faith, but it will not be the most effective always. In fact, the majority of the world's problem, I'm firmly convinced, is simply because of a lack of love in the family. All is lost at this point in so many ways, and things are sought out elsewhere. Hearts become hard, embittered against the Father. It's for us to be a people of love. Above all, St. Paul would encourage us. Charity, a true desire for the good of the other, a willingness to sacrifice for the other, using Christ himself as our model and our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph as the secondary patrons to whom we would look. They who are willing to say yes and to give them themselves generously, without cost. They said yes to our Blessed Lord to all that God desired of them, to allowing themselves to become a living image of the Blessed Trinity. And so for us too, our holy families also, to be the same living image of the holy family, icons of the Blessed Trinity, signs to the world of the God who is love. And so as we come, 
on this Holy Mass, and we can look to our blessed Lord, we can look to Our Lady and of good St. Joseph, and as always, to be able to understand something of the change that needs to happen in us. Our professor of spiritual theology uh, often to remind us that meditation in the Christian life is a rather simple, simple thing, not necessarily an easy thing, but at least a simple one. Look at Jesus, look at yourself, make the change. So today for us, to look at the Holy Family, to look at their virtues, to look at the model that they offer for us, then to look at ourselves. Where is it that we may fall short? Where is it that we may lack compassion or kindness or lowliness or meekness or patience or forgiveness or thankfulness or love? And then, by the grace of this Holy Mass, by the intercession of our Blessed Mother and of St. Joseph, to make the change in our own hearts.